This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for the Volunteering South Hotspot. Yes, every Friday morning at this time we take the opportunity to celebrate the power of volunteering in our communities uh, with all sorts of wonderful organisations involved, of course, right across our communities. This morning we take time to consider the work of Save the Otago Peninsula, or STOP, and joining us uh, this morning, Lala Fraser, spokesperson for the group. Lala, uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Morena, uh, Jeff, it's great to have the opportunity. Thank you. Lala, how would you describe the essential mission of Save the Otago Peninsula? Um, We're a a community-based environmental group um, that protects and enhances the peninsula's natural environment. Um, And we do that by enhancing habitats and carrying out advocacy, and we also try to educate people and make them more uh, upskill them in in, um, environmental issues. And we also um, lobby for the um, protection of the environment. But um, in terms of volunteers, we try to organise practical ways that people can actually contribute to the uh, biodiversity of the Otago Peninsula. The name is interesting, Save the Otago Peninsula. (laughs) Save from what? Well... Originally, it was started because we wanted to stop the aluminium smelter at um, Aramoana, the alternative, one of the alternative places if they couldn't get Aramoana was Okea, the Okea Flats, where the pyramids are on the Otago Peninsula. And so Otago Peninsula people did not think that was a good idea, so they formed um, Save the Otago Peninsula. And we've tried to change that name occasionally because it has got a, you know, negative, quite aggressive connotations. Um, our original uh, logo was actually a um, factory belching smoke <laughs> against the Green Hills. Um, but... Um, Every time we try and change it at an AGM, our members come along and say, no, it's part of your history, um, well, we I, do that. Would it also not now denote uh, that there are other threats, there are other uh, considerations, and so it keeps it in the forefront of their mind that we've got to be proactive and active to retain and enhance what we have? Absolutely. Um, and when, when um, the threat of the aluminium smelter went away, not because of anything we'd done, you understand, but because it was economically not viable, um, but uh, the, um, we then discussed disbanding, but um, there was a, um, a company that had taken out a, um, a mining licence on around the um, Harbour Cone, Hirawaka Harbour Cone. And we took them to court saying, why would you give them a licence to prospect if you weren't then going to allow them to actually um, mine if they found it was economically viable? We lost that court case, but we learned a lot um, through that. The company asked us to breakfast at... Um, Southern Cross Hotel and were very keen to dissuade us from taking this court case and uh, we said but look um, you know Habakone, Herowika is so important it's um, been painted by artists right from the very beginning and um, 
people in Dunedin really value that landscape feature. And they said, don't you worry. You just tell us what shape you want it in and we'll put it back the same way afterwards. Well, we weren't quite sure about that one. And we were even less sure when we said to them, because we'd become instant experts in, in uh, gold mining. This is not alluvial gold, of course. This is the sort of gold that they have at McRae's. It's in the rock and has to be crushed up and then has to be treated with acid in order to get the gold out. And we said to them, well, what about the tailings dams? And they said, not a problem. You've got two inlets there, hoopers and Papanui, is it? We'll just you know, block them off from the sea and use them to put all the acid and um, the tailings in. Um, so, you know, we could have lost both those both those inlets. And and now, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> one of the more recent things that STOP was involved in was um, uh, persuading the Dunedin City Council to purchase the Harawaka Harbour Cone Block if we hadn't done, that would have been sold. It could have been divided up into um, 12 lifestyle blocks, three of which would have gone right across the front of Heroica Harbour Cone. So you'd be, you, instead of looking at the wonderful shape of the um, hill, you'd have been looking at three houses with garages and sheds and, and so on right across the top. Well, then perhaps it's easy to understand why there's still some um, strength and power behind the name and why some people want to preserve it. Uh, what about other threats such as, you know, the natural threats, um, pests and so forth? That's that's one of our big um, um, things that we're working on now. Um, <clears throat> the biodiversity... We, we take it for granted. We've got such special things on the Otago Peninsula. But that biodiversity is not going to last. We're currently trying to get money to fence a bit of bush that's got some really special plants on it and some orchids and some um, trees that aren't found in other places. Um, and we, we, But it's got stock still going through it so without being fenced in a number of years there's no new seedlings coming up and that bush will just collapse and die and that's been a lot of what we've been doing over a number of years is finding these bush remnants and helping the landowners fence them and then also managing them keeping the pests at bay the pest plants so all of this work is volunteer-powered, is it not? It is, until last year we were lucky enough to... Otago Community Trust um, paid for half of a um, paid person, and MBA um, also did it, and that's just been wonderful. Um, we've managed to keep him going on various grants and donations and so on, but unfortunately we'll lose him. Yeah, but that's a role, that's a coordination but, role probably, right? Well, I'm probably more of the coordinator, Asia. and this person is the person who does all the things. I'm ageing, and he does all of the things that I can no longer do. I can't get out there with a scrub bar and prepare the um, places for the, for the plants to go into. 
I can't um, climb the hills and climb the cliffs and, and get rid of the pest plants and, and so on anymore. Um, so his role is quite important. But let's face it, in the year up to March 2021, we had 6,282 hours of volunteer work. And that was mostly our three um, working bees a week. Um, there were um, hundred. There were four hundred ninety individuals involved. Three hundred seventy nine of those work came in groups, but the rest of them were individuals that come along regularly on a Tuesday, a Thursday, or a Sunday, and. Um, I call them my my Tuesday group. I call them my A team. They are hip replacements, knee replacements, um, stroke survivors, heart survivors. <laughs> but they are amazing. They um, just they've been doing it for a long time. They get in, they do the work, they go home after morning tea. But because they come regularly and they do it on a regular basis, they're just absolutely essential to our work. So you've touched on something interesting there, Lala, which is um, the, the the ageing you know, population and the, the, the impetus there is for people who've got some time, perhaps not as much energy as they used to have, but the time and the willingness to help. Um, what about younger people contributing to the work of STOP? Well, the 379 individuals that came in groups were um, mainly young people, um, church youth groups, um, university students, polytechnic students, um, community college um, students. They were very involved, of course, with the local primary school. And uh, we've also been involved with the other primary schools on the Otago Peninsula, helping them um, do things like um, protect the um, water catchments near them. Portobello School's been involved with um, changing um, marram grass to um, the native... Um, 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 plants um, So you've got an opportunity for people to be regularly connected with uh, with STOP and to be um, to, you know, part, meeting up on a, on, a, on a weekly basis of whether it might suit them but you've also got the one-off contributions that come from larger groups from time to time through the year for particular projects. That's right and businesses too mm. um, will, will also want to um, come in and and they can also contribute by donating um, businesses now are more aware of their carbon footprint and so they may say okay we want you to plant X number of plants for us um, and um, we'll give you the money to do that but it's our volunteers that actually do all the hard work so we're just we're just running out of time, Lala. So I just want to um, give you an opportunity to to let any of our listeners know if they're interested in finding out more about how they might be able to contribute to the work of Save the Otago Peninsula. What is the best thing to do, and who can they get in touch with? Probably our email, which is stop ink sock 
at gmail.com um, is the, probably the easiest. Um, they can text me. I'm deaf, so I don't take phone calls. But 27 8756 Well, and I'll make sure that I answer you. And you can find, of course, uh, Save the Otago Peninsula online as well. There's a, an excellent website that you can get in touch with them through as well. I'll give you that email address again. It is stop. Inc. Socks, so that's S T O P I N C S O C at gmail.com and uh, look for Save the Otago Peninsula online. Uh, so much great work has been done, so much great work yet to be done, I'm absolutely sure, with Stop. Lala Fraser, thank you for the amazing contribution you've made um, to this work uh, and on the ongoing basis that you will be. Uh, no doubt contributing further to the uh, achievements of this important group. Thanks for joining us here for the Volunteer South Hotspot, Lala. Kia ora. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.